Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Now, Loki wants Shilu in my labor. Yeah, you'd be a good person to have. Like, Imagine having yeah. Shilu and Sarah. Oh Sarah be like, just get some essential oils on. Like, did, did you want some more foundation? <laughs> <laughs> I like this. <laughs> be like, laugh. Do you know what? If I got the mic you know out what? and recorded if, a podcast. If I had time, I would be a dola. No, it's not even. She'll be a sick. I'd be a dola, but is. I can't deal with the blood and the shit and all of the rest. Yeah, of all it. of the other stuff. You'd be a good chief dola then. But I can do a dola. You'd have an assistant like doing this. Yeah. No, do you know what? I think you could deal with the blood, Shilu. No, I can't. Nah, I think she I would think like get a thrill out of it. It's all the other stuff. No, the other, the other um, that placenta boy. Assalamu alaikum everyone, welcome back to another episode of Two Cents. Welcome, salam. Salam. Hi, I'm Selena Bakar <laughs> and I'm the sexiest of the bunch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Nafisa and Selena carries me through the podcast because I'm boring. No, it's not true. And yeah. then I feel like Sarah's Mystic Meg. Oh guys, since we've... since, guys, since you know the construct of time? <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was going to get ripped into. <laughs> right, so um, let's get straight into it. For anyone who hasn't listened to one of our Two Cents episodes before, it works like this. Um, each of us bring two overrated and two underrated that we want to bring to the table and unpack and hash out and then leave for our listeners to do the same. So um, we're getting started with two overrated. Who's going first this week? After you now. Right. <clears throat> My first overrated is... Um, do you know, guys, I think I'm softening because sometimes I feel really mean putting things into overrated. But mean you know, putting things yeah. into overrated. Yeah, I do every time. But because they know. are all board. Anything that's an overrated is a borderline rant slash yeah. rant. <laughs> okay, right. I feel like some people might appreciate this one. Mm. Um, my overrated is the myth that we tell women that women can have it all. Okay. everything life everything okay. and the reason why i'm bringing it to overrated is because sometimes when women get asked the question whether it's on a panel whether it's an interview magazine and they someone says can women have it all the react response is like why you know men don't get asked the question why are women are getting asked the question in 2019 blah 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 mm. and the reason is because we can't and because we're also figuring out and mm. because we keep getting told the myth that we can, mm. right? And I think the conversation we need to start having, and this again, like I am very aware that people might feel a sense of conflict of me saying this because I'm also the person who's like, you can do anything and be amazing and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But I just think we need to have a level of honesty and actually talk about what had to give in order you for you to have the things that you hit have mm. and i'm i'm talking about this from a perspective of like at any point in time if there are parts of my life that are going really well and you know alhamdulillah qadar of allah they're going well and i'm investing time into making those parts of my life go well mm. it's there's also other stuff that i'm not able to invest that time into it might be my diet it might be my gym routine it might be my relationships it might be my sleep it might be my work do you know there's i i just think that we we do sell dreams and especially in the context of like motherhood as well like and the reason i had this conversation was because one of my friends she works in the corporate world her child is like what one and a half or something she recently left her job because actually it just wasn't conducive to she mother did. yeah 
Uh, yeah. Oh my god. It wasn't conducive to motherhood. Things like they and weren't. She didn't pro- get the promotion. Yeah, the things like they weren't promoting her. She's incredible at her job. Super mm. smart. Super bright. Blah blah. Everything right. Mm. And it didn't safeguard her. You know, she put in everything she could and more. But I just, I just really think we need to have more honest conversations, especially on places like Instagram where everyone's putting out their best lives and living their best lives, and I'm winning these awards and I'm, I've done all of this in the last year of what had to give. And I, I don't mean this in a way of like, don't strive. Yeah. I wouldn't be really clear on that, but it's just being honest. And sometimes those things that are giving in your life might be really small. It might be like, actually, I'm not getting sleep, mm. right? Or actually, I'm not cooking as much as I want. But when you stack them all up, actually, they are important parts of your life. Mm. And so that's my overrated. Lovely stuff. All right, can I get your second? Oh, well, well, wait. <laughs> <laughs> we can't let her go after she just dropped like such a clanger. Um, I don't I'm think I don't think you know we uh, we have to agree or disagree mm. with what you've just said. Mm. I think it's very valid, um, and I think especially in a time where we're still fighting for our rights, mm. still fighting for basic things to be recognised. Like actually, motherhood is overwhelmingly hard, mm. and motherhood often is um, it rests on the shoulders of one parent. Mm. Um, and something that made me reframe mm. me juggling, I guess, and it is juggling. And sometimes you do drop balls, like you said, mm. it, juggling motherhood, work, myself, um, is it's all perspective. Mm. And, you know, some of us can reconcile it and some of us can't. Mm. And I think those of us who are better at reconciling it mm. um, may come across as we are able to do it mm, better. Mm. I think it's, it's more so perspective. And one thing that hugely helped me in my journey to juggling all these things um, was someone on a panel actually was about work and I, actually it was just work about and challenges and just bringing your whole self to work. Mm. The person said something and it's always stayed with me and it's made me reconcile. Was it the having it all in one week? You can have it all in a week. And yeah. again, that's about perspective. Mm. Yeah, I might not eat really healthy every single day. Mm. But if I've had three days where actually I've had pretty clean eating days, mm. alhamdulillah, I've done it. Mm. I may not mm. see my children um, every morning mm. before I leave w- for work. But if I've seen them, you know, three mornings and there's a whole morning where I've I've had a really deep interaction with them. Mm. Alhamdulillah. You mm. know, in this dunya, we're not going to get everything. Mm. And a lot of it is about reconciling it through, um, I guess, adjusting your lens. And know, knowing what your priorities are in, on different days and different weeks and different seasons and different yeah. months and, and not feeling like... You're failing. S- yeah, mm-hmm. like you're failing or you're selfish for, for, for in certain seasons or weeks prioritising yeah. other things over... Exactly. Like recently I did some exercise. Um, I went on a boot camp with Fit Girl and I did it for about six weeks and a bit. And it was three evenings. Mm. So the reality is I'm away from my children mm. for those three evenings because I wanted to put my health first. Mm. I'm now in a position where I can't do that. Mm. And I, as opposed to beating myself up, like you're not working out anymore, you're not doing... I, yeah, but I had to give to mm. get something. Mm. So for the interim, yeah, I'm not working out three days a week, but I'm trying to have a bit more of an active lifestyle, mm. be a bit more aware about my my health. Mm. Um, yeah, and yeah, just don't beat yourself up. Mm. We're trying. Nice one, Nuffle. Yes. Thank you. Right, my second one is... Um, this is going to need all the disclaimers, mm-hmm. right? Um, the first disclaimer is I'm not a mental health professional. The second disclaimer is I'm not talking about everyone's individual case. Mm. Um, and please just have a bit of mercy when you listen to this. And, you know, I'm not going to lay out all the 10 disclaimers, but, you know, you get the vibe. And to be honest now, <laughs> yeah, it might not be for everybody. Yeah, it might not. But that's what I mean. This is not this. It isn't for everybody. Right. Yeah. This is not. And again, I, I mean, I don't know what you're going to drop. But well, yeah. the third mm-hmm. disclaimer is this is my personal experience and that is valid for me. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean it's valid to it's all your, of us. It is your two cents. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> um, so my overrated is dragging people for talking about low faith and a man impacting their mental health dragging people yeah i feel like there's a real 
sense of no one's allowed to talk about their dean Mm -hmm. being in not a great state Mm -hmm. being the cause of why they're feeling low and why they're feeling down and again the disclaimers here is i'm not talking about everyone some people actually there are deeper issues there there were there are medical issues there are things they need to go and get help it's not mental health it's mental illness yeah exactly Mm -hmm. and so again like when you're listening to this um if you are in a place where you're you're on that journey to figuring out what what it is mm-hmm. I, i'm not saying to you oh maybe you should look at your iman i'm saying for me personally my iman and my like islam is alhamdulillah an important part of my life right and i do feel like islam has a lot of self-care baked Mindful. into yeah, yeah baked into the religion you 100%. know and i do feel like when i let certain things go as part of my practice that has an effect on my mental health mm-hmm. and i i understand that people can feel very triggered because it comes from a place where they might have gone to seek help from someone of a faith background or religious training and they've their their mental illness or their mental health hasn't been taken seriously or hasn't been thought about holistically mm-hmm. from a point of actually it's not just about my man it's not just because i'm not praying you know things like that you know like even pms pms is very real people some have some people have really horrific experiences from pms symptoms that affect their mental health right and it it, you can't just say to them oh you know just pray it out but what i'm saying is and i understand that uh, the conversation has been skewed because of those examples does tell us to take action Mm. and that also encompasses getting the right help yeah exactly you yeah under your umbrella it is you know what checking in with yourself if Mm. you are are doing the things that I feel like bring me closer to Allah, right? And I and again, like I'd, uh, I, w- one of the things I want to give guys is someone on Twitter or maybe Instagram said they really like to listen to the podcast because they're like, mashallah, they're such God fearing sisters. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> bruv, I'm not saying I don't feel God you know but at the same time we're all very savage savage in our personal lives and the podcast is us just showing Speak for yourself. <laughs> but, but like i'm i'm just saying to listen out there we're not holier than thou mm. just to get that I mean, speak for yourself. um but I'm i think <laughs> <laughs> but i think it, like we're we're doing a disservice to like um how rich our dean actually is as well like if my like for me, I do see Islam as like a way of life and something that's very holistic. Mm. And if and and that is going to affect like the various different parts of my life. Mm. And I just think we it's it's quite like it's like why should we have like Negate. It, like it's becoming a very secular conversation. Yeah. But actually, if Islam is a big part of a lot of people's lives maybe that does have an effect you know from and again i'm talking from personal experience for me it does for me my first point of call is what does my relationship with allah look like what does my dean look like what am i tangibly doing to work on those aspects you know spirituality does have a huge impact on your on on i'm not even gonna say your i'm gonna say mine spiritually has an impact on my mental health my connection with allah and my belief in Allah gives me perspective in my life. It gives me hope in my life. It gives me, you it know, yeah, it gives me strength. And a lot of that, you know, it gives me really resilience. Mm-hmm. And when you, when any of those characteristics are not being fueled from the right source, and for me that is Islam and our religion, mm-hmm. it is, it, 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 of course, it's going to have a knock-on effect to how I feel, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and so I just think that. The conversations around Muslim mental health, I think, sometimes do lack a faith-based and spiritual lens. Mm. Um, and I just think there needs to be a lot more space, especially on online. Like, and like, you know, let's be real. Like, people say Twitter's not the right place to have this conversation. But you know what? We are talking about mental health on Twitter, yeah. and I think there needs to be a space on Twitter where actually you can speak about your mental health being in the state that it is and not being in a good place because you're missing your prayers mm-hmm. and you shouldn't be dragged for that. Mm-hmm. You know that well said, well said. Well done, Nafal, very brave of you. Yeah. Okay, right, my first overrated is, um, I've just been thinking about skincare a lot recently. Um, and Sarah's I, forte. Yeah, I just had like an opportunity to like write about it recently so i just wanted to talk about the skincare industry as a whole and why it's overrated or mm. buying into a skincare routine is overrated because um yeah it's an expensive feat 
and it's also there's a lot of misinformation out there mm. and it can really like everyone thinks that it's really trivial but actually it's, it has a knock-on effect on your on your confidence and so many other things yeah skincare is like a big deal for a lot of people and i feel like i've really trawled through it as well alhamdulillah i don't think i've ever um really really suffered um uh with a skincare condition i've always had my insecurities there have been permanent things there that i've like tried to deal with that has like pushed me into investing a lot of money mm. into my skincare throughout my life and it was only like i'd say in the past couple of years where i stripped it right back down to like three things and wow. it really like did so much better for me yeah. i don't have the most amazing skin ever but um my finances sure. are much better because of it my confidence is much better because of it because the more you're putting on mm. and the more things aren't working the more you're keeping up with trying to have the most aesthetic bathroom cabinet mm. on Instagram, the more stress you're actually making for yourself and your skin. Mm. Um, so yeah, uh, I wrote a couple of articles about it under Amalia Glow. Um, so go and check them out. It's, I think there's like a, um, a skincare routine for the win and a no for product. For the win? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's really nice. Check it out, guys. And no product, uh, a productless skincare routine yeah. as well. Oh, I like it. Yeah, because I think no, like, I it. it's like, uh, I, I just think back and I was, I, whenever I think about skincare, I always used to think like, when we're out there investing like 50 quid in a serum, a nighttime serum that mm. uh, uh, like targets this or targets that, I just think about all of the women since time immemorial that have had really beautiful skin mm. and you know, like amazing confidence and all of these amazing things and they never had to pay 50 quid for a nighttime <laughs> serum. And, uh, and I always, that always pushes me into like um, investigating what it is that they might have been doing. Mm. Um, what like, and there's, there's it's, it's <coughs> embedded in like a whole history of like traditional um, remedies? remedies. Yeah, traditional remedies and um, traditional self-care routines, yeah. grooming routines. And they are just like, not only beautiful to read about, but also really therapeutic and beautiful to do as well. Mm. And they're cost effective. So yeah, an example of productless skincare routine, uh, you've got your drink water and you've got your like your eight hours, but you've also got gut health, which has like a, a one of the biggest impacts on our skin ever. Like mm. some of the biggest causes of um, acne, um, rosacea, um, wrinkles, everything that seems to be like the biggest, like, you know, th thing that people are dealing with, they all stem from things that are going on in the gut. Mm. If you fix your gut, it has a knock-on effect on, uh, your skin it's the mm. largest organ in our body but it's also the last to receive nutrients mm. because we our bodies are um wired to meet the needs of our organs first wow. so if you've got like a look at this one coming science <laughs> any nutritional value in the food that you're eating will go to your vital organs first mm. and you'll see the effect of that on your skin like that when you have like a bad week or whatever and mm. you look a bit dull it's because you know your body's been trying to survive and the skin's last priority. So yeah. I needed, I needed that, Sarah, because every now and then I have these moments where I'm like, I'm aging, under eye, it's wrinkled, what should I, what product, yeah, what should no, I do today? And then it. I have moments where, because I, I don't, I don't have that much in my skincare routine. Mm. And then I'm like, oh no, but I, do I need that 50 pound cream that is going to be this, 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 do you know? Yeah. Like, it's so easy to like, yeah, it's so easy fall to fall into, into the trap. It. Trust you know me, I'm speaking One from thing personal. I absolutely love, and I can't wait to get some. I know this sounds crazy. Is wrinkles? I've, I was no, really I think they, look, they I do think look. Wrinkles yeah. are beautiful. They show age. I, I don't want like they show that you live. Crow's feet do look really beautiful. The laughter lines. I think they're so. And I, uh, Even eyebrows. You know, someone that raises their eyebrows. The wrinkles, lot. I'm all right with. Uh, wrinkles, yeah. I'm fine with. Yeah, scars. Darkness under the eyes. Everything uh, I've got, you know, hair I'm inshallah. Like, like, I don't know, man. Like, I've had, uh, definitely come on a skincare journey. Mm. I've never spent lots of money. Mm. Um, uh, your recent bargain purchases. Bargain purchases. There's a beauty sale in one of the offices that we're in. Mm. But less is definitely more. Less is more. And it's also just about really like the technology and the science behind skincare yeah. like it's all really valid it like it, it's not to say that the skincare industry is built on a complete myth but yeah. but there um, is a lot there is there is a lot there's a lot of faff, and you to can say as well, like, we talk about eurocentric beauty standards yeah but i also think that a lot of um beauty products aren't catered to melanated skin to mm. 
like people of color mm. to you know mm. like for example like we know cocoa butter mm. our coconut oil works for mm. different types of skin different types I was of just people gonna, i was just gonna say if you are on a skincare journey what i would oh my god i'm moving like i'm some skincare expert i'm not guys i've just in i've she just been you, right, you, you you have the outfit to be skincare expert today as well <laughs> <laughs> it's like right. you know those morning shows where they're like well angelica some people think they should be using <laughs> so prime blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um <laughs> Um, off the back of that, if you just do, if you do your research, some mm. extensive research into what your skin care, what your skin type is, like for example, mm. right, the go-to is argan oil, olive oil, blah blah blah. Mm. But not many people know that they rank quite high on something called the comedogenic scale, mm. which means that they poor are, blocking. Yeah, it's poor blocking. If Nightmares. Yeah, if you've I got bare acne, yeah, and then Sarah's like, "What are you putting on your face? Like coconut oil?" She's like, "No." Nah. Yeah, <laughs> because the thing is, like, and th- that simple piece of information can enti- like completely mm. change up your skincare yeah. routine. Every single product you then gear to buy, you can yeah. kind of gauge with this one simple principle as being right for you or not right for you. Yeah. If you, it's high on the comedogenic scale and you are prone to blocked pores and acne and blah, 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 don't get those ingredients. And that's it. You can bypass it and you can still go for natural um, ingredients. Mm. Na- w- one thing there, natural yeah. does not always mean yeah, it's exactly, good for your yes, skin. Exactly. Which I think Trust is something me, we're not... I went natural yeah. and the thing made me break out. Yeah. yeah. That's it's what people always. also get conflated. Yeah, people get conflated that just because it's got natural or got natural mm. ingredients, mm. then it's just going to be match made. If, if you've got that skincare type. So yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. If you just really spend a lot more time trying to figure out what your skin reacts to, um, what it doesn't, what makes it glow. Also, it's in your makeup as well, guys. Mm. Like all of those skincare things that irritate your skin are in your, like my whole makeup bag is like, oil, like it's not oil free, even mm. though I've got oily skin. It's mm. just the right oils. And mm. it's it's all just about just look for the right ingredients and blah, blah, blah. I went one week without makeup when I went on holiday with my friend. Wonderful. <laughs> And the day I came back yeah. and I put makeup on, my skin was stinging. Yeah. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, oh my God, my makeup is yeah. ruining me. Mm. It's your makeup yeah. and then the skincare routine that yeah. you use to take your makeup off and then to nourish your skin. Yeah. Remember guys, these companies are designed to make money. Yeah. I'm not out here trying to like bring down a whole industry or whatever because I've used some things that are really amazing for me. I, I do think The Ordinary is amazing, but um, yeah. My second overrated um, is, I, d- I don't know how to position this one. My second overrated is, uh, it's what, whatever it is, it was a thought I was having yesterday off the back of a couple of discussions and like, um, I consider myself to be someone who's like really invested in home decorating and I always have. Now I'm just imagining Sarah sitting in like this beautifully decorated home pampering her skin. <laughs> It's, yeah, but it's like that With image. Rattan furniture. Yeah. <laughs> I do like, oh my God, I've got my honest, beautiful that. rattan bed right now. Um, anyway, so like I... <laughs> Not good to know with them. With the home decor thing, I think like off the back of the skincare thing routine, routine as well and what I was trying to say there about having an Instagram worthy bathroom cabinet, I do get this sense of fatigue when it comes to like aesthetics in our personal lives um, as opposed to like having any genuine expression and creative outlet in our personal lives and Mm. something that's actually working for us. And um, I do feel like this like dull pressure sometimes to um, perform in my own space to make sure that everything is aesthetically pleasing and not necessarily functional. Um, And it's a lot of upkeep. And I do think that um, like, again, there was a large part of my life that I did spend, oh my God, if you spoke to my parents, like, about the kind of antics that used to go on in my bedroom, painting murals, moving furniture, furniture being um, assembled, dismantled, drills at like 9 a.m. in the morning, like holes everywhere in the bricks. Like I was really just like- What what was happening in your life at those times? So I was saying to Selena yesterday, um, there was a girl at uni I had this conversation with and uh, she was like, oh, Sarah, like decorating your space is probably like a creative outlet or expression Mm. for you. And it's reflective of what's going on in your life. it sounds like that was supposed to be really profound, but it wasn't. It was just like a little, small little realization. Did you feel a form of control with it? Um, I, f- I suppose I did. I thought I, I feel like if I'm really brutally honest, like as a stream of consciousness, it was probably like, oh, if I change my room to reflect my current mood or mm, the thing that I'm striving for, I will have control over my life in other mm. areas. Mm. I need my space to reflect that, to facilitate mm. that transition. 
And it never, ever really worked. I would just be moving from one to another. And it was a lot of upkeep and it was a lot of expense. And I do think that, like, the more simple... I don't want to, like... discount yeah yeah, discount it because it is a real creative expression for people it's also a hobby it's something people enjoy looking at and doing me personally i'm finding the older i get the more jarring it is becoming to me to be attached to things to have things um to see an expression of myself on the walls or whatever like i don't know (laughs) i don't know i for me it's just maybe that's just me like having a dull phase in my Mm. life maybe that is reflective of where i am Mm. i don't want to like bang on about the minimal trend or anything because I, I also don't believe in anything being it like going so hard into that that it's like borderline clinical wherever you go but mm. I think it's more just like make your space functional don't care so much about it being um aesthetic um if that's your main pro is that one you're un- underrated it's gonna feed nicely into my underrated okay lovely you. well so I'll leave it there then um I yeah. like it can I have your first um overrated please me overrated Yes, please. Okay. I've thought about it. Um, I'm seeing three paragraphs. (laughs) (laughs) So, my first overrated, which may come as a shock to many of our millions and billions of listeners across the globe, um, because I do talk about it a lot on social media, Um, I've written articles on the topic, is me time. So, I was talking to a mum, because obviously I talk to lots of mums out here, and why is that Shiloh? what why do you talk to love because i've got two kids guys if you didn't know already um i love my kids honestly i've just come back from a holiday with them i love them shout out aisha and isa who will never listen to this but anyways and we were talking about me time because she expressed um a few weeks ago that she was struggling with just doing everything and she just needed to get away from things etc and i said oh maybe you know you need some me time um, you said and, that. Yeah. yeah. And then checked in with her, you know, a few weeks later. And I said, oh, how's it going? Have you had any time for yourself, etc." And she was saying, yeah, I did this. I did that. I went for a massage, blah, blah, blah. And then she was talking about a friend of ours who actually raised the point of she just doesn't understand why we need me time. And I was just like, oh, someone who's anti me time. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Where and, are you? Yeah. And I started getting internally i was getting a bit defensive i'm like i mean of course we all need need me time like maybe she's so like involved and doesn't want to see the reality of her life that she's unable to even have me time. like you're deluded yeah you're deluded how can you not have me time and then the penny dropped for me (laughs) me time is a construct of the modern world because if we were living fulfilled and nourished lives in every area of our life in accordance to what Allah has asked from us, then why would we need to come away from our lives and from the people that we love to have me time? And I think it's a construct in the sense that you go through your your day, nine to five, I've got work, work's really hard. But at the end of the tunnel, you're like, well, I'm going to have that me time. I'm go- I've got that thing that I'm going to do my- uh, for myself. And you don't actually end up addressing why work is bothering you so much because you keep on factoring in, well, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, a bit of me time after work, a bit of me time here, a bit of me time there. So to- it's like a plaster. It's like a plaster, yeah. And then you are unable to actually address, well, why am I not happy in as a mother? Why am I not, you know happy at work why am i struggling to be in certain spaces that i'm having to does have the desire to totally remove myself and carve out this small space and you know sometimes we're literally like gathering crumbs of me time like someone will be sitting on the tube and we all have a snap of that that hot drink we're having just a bit of me time and i'm just like is this what society what is true right this is this what society is pushing us to do constructing me time so that we may not reflect um on the actual issues that are happening in our lives so i think what you're saying from what i'm hearing is not that me time is overrated it's using me time as an escape and not using me time in the right way because i i think actually me time could be you sitting there reflecting and you addressing and you re-energizing me time could actually be me going to the park with my children 
But it could also be you going to the park without your children to think about why you feel like you keep needing these me times that aren't addressing anything. Perhaps, but if we're already using the tenets of our faith, like using Salah properly, you have those moments where you reflect, right? What I actually wrote down is if society was built in a non-capitalistic way, perhaps we wouldn't need me time. I I think think for me, it's it's more about like, how are you using that me time? Like, are you using it to re-energize and recharge and reflect? Mm. And I do, I do think, like, I like for me, it, it's just a, a time to like sit with myself. Do you know mm. what I mean? Mm. And I, I think part. But of But should it, we not feel um, energized by our work, by our relationships? No, but if even if we look at like, say, Prophet Muhammad sallallahu yeah, alaihi wasallam, he used to go sit in the 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 cave before revelation. Mm. He used to he used to have so much. I guess what we would modern day call it me time, mm, right? Mm. Because I, I, and I do think it is rich in our heritage or history or however you want to put it. Mm. Um, and I do think it's actually more important now than ever because we have so much to I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase contend with in terms of like jumping on the train but and i'm not saying our lives are more difficult than back then but i'm just saying it's very easy to get pushed off the track another overrated yes please can I have your second okay overrated? my next overrated i was gonna do a boring one but Sorry, i'm not gonna no. do it anymore my next overrated is having friends that are your age um, so, uh, okay, oh yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah. Is that because underrated is having friends that aren't your age? Is this because you're a racist friend? No, <laughs> don't talk about Valerie like that. <laughs> <laughs> Valerie supports UKIP guys. And she yeah. said to my fish, doesn't see what the problem is with it. And tell them your response. I was just, I don't think they like me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's overrated <laughs> having friends your age. Mm. Um. Because recently I've had interactions with people who are a lot more older than me, like really, really much more older, and people who are a lot more younger than me, right? And one thing that the older people have given me is a bit of hope and perspective on my goals and my life. Mm -hmm. Like, I literally met me in 50 years time the other day. Mm -hmm. It was a friend's mum, shout out to Sophie. And I saw this woman like walking, we were at the athletic stadium and she walked in and I was like, wow, I love her fashion sense, love her trousers, love her bag. Ended up like going over to her and chatting to her. And she was like, I thought, like, I love your trousers. And she's like, oh, I made them. I was like, what? Mm. And then like you found out she made her bag. It was like leather, beautiful mm. strap. And I was like, and she knits and she crochets and she does all these things. I was like, you know what? Like all of the things that I'm pursuing now, I just have to have a little patience. I'm mm. not going to get it in the next five, six years. Mm. But actually, at the age of 50, I'll be that woman who does make my own clothes. Mm. And sometimes it's nice to be able to see older people who have gone through many different hurdles yeah. and are sitting in a part of their life where they have accomplished some goals that you are working towards. Mm. And it just gives you really good perspective. They give you great wisdom as well. You've learned so much from... I think older the older generation, mashallah. Mm. And I'm not discounting, you know, we shouldn't sit with people of our own age. They give you a certain perspective. And it's the same for the younger generation. So yeah, don't discount talking to children and don't discount talking to the elderly. I love the youth, man. I, if I could, mm. I would like, I would move with young people all day. Trust I feel me. like Lao Tzu. 
my first underrated going off the back of my one of your one. aesthetic one yeah. and like the pressure that the dull i think positioning it as dull pressure mm. to live an aesthetic life is is exactly nail on the head oh, what i had written down is underrated is how much we sometimes live for an insta-worthy life mm. and so fun fact mm. dubai uni is the first uni to be offering a diploma in how to be a full-time influencer mm. it would be dubai in it it would be dubai please Ooh. revert back to episode number whatever <laughs> where we uh, i spoke about spiritual ills in dubai it's in the title <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um but even i was thinking the the reason why i thought of it was um i saw obviously graduation season blah 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 and I saw people saying, oh, I'm looking for a makeup artist for graduation. Mm. And I just thought, rah, like, let's be real, yeah? They want a makeup artist to take banging photos to post on socials. Mm. Yeah, let's be very... Oh, for that graduation no, but picture sure, that's going in the yard. No, nah, but let's be very real, yeah? Because it's a it's a newer phenomenon. No, then, I bought no. a new foundation. I bought a new outfit for my yeah, graduation. But I was you, on but social media. Get a, get, yeah, but you didn't get a makeup artist. That's a whole different yeah, step. No, but I stepped up my makeup game. Yeah, of course you did, like you would for any event. Do you know mm. what I mean? But... Also, but it's it's not just that it's like makeup but that inspiration to do that comes from somewhere I right? know a pencil skirt <laughs> <laughs> that inspiration to like level up comes from somewhere right and then it's not always like a leveling up for yourself it's, and you need the classic throw your hat in the air yeah boomerang yeah that like other stuff is about like um the holiday decisions people are making right how instagram worthy is the holiday gonna be right mm. other decisions are like you know like we and we see it playing out like how many times have you seen that rose gold baby shower vibe right and it's it, i think people sometimes we underplay how much again we're living our life to fulfill an aesthetic yeah. for not even for ourselves first and foremost but for our platforms yeah. and for others and for people we are turning into a monolith <laughs> are we someone's peeking into the room it's fine okay. um Joke. Yeah, and I, I thought the way you said even around interior design, yeah. you know, like the pressure to like, even if you're not taking the picture of it, but the pressure to feel like you're right. constantly yeah. absorbing and emulating and this mm. aesthetic mm. in every corner of your room, your life, how you put your books, the books you read, the way you do your makeup, your cabinet. It's like constantly living in a showroom type yeah, thing literally. in your whole life in every area. And, I, and I actually think like, people say it's not that deep it is guys it is is, is, and you really i think everyone really needs to check themselves every now and then of like why am i doing this thing Mm -hmm. and you know i mean those flower cafes are a prime example right yeah yeah like it's and and again like it it can be a lot more subtle than that and it's just checking i feel like we should rename the whole podcast (laughs) to like all about your nafs So my second underrated is, so I'm not going to title it, I'm going to speak about it first. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to Cornwall, inshallah, on Friday, mm-hmm. um, party in Cornwall. Somalia, um, Amalia road trip. <laughs> plus 23 Go Street. If anyone lives um, in Cornwall, shout out. Yes, because this will come oh. out on Saturday and we'll be in Cornwall by then. Correct. Um, on invite us for a cup of tea or we'll invite you my underrated is so the reason why we the initial idea of Cornwall came was because me and Anissa from 23 Coast Street are going to be doing a surfing course do 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 do, do. what's this uh, but I don't know what you think about so we're doing a surfing course um on like next week right mm. and my underrated is sarah's like, gonna do it as well but she didn't get placed <laughs> <laughs> what how can you expose me like that no we well, just not gonna say i actually made dua not to get accepted so well, it doesn't even matter watch how we get there to the beach like there's one extra space yeah. i definitely can't do it because i went swimming i will um, not be there a few months ago and i was swimming and then this lady here the somali auntie she drags me to the side and i'm like what what, what happened? are you doing what are you doing auntie she's like I thought you were drowning. And I'm like, no, I'm swimming. <laughs> That's how bad my swimming is. So man can't go to be trying to surf. Um, so yeah, so I'm going surfing next week, alhamdulillah, mm. inshallah. inshallah. 
Um, and my underrated was that I would never, ever have been like, guys, let's go on a surfing trip. Mm. Guys, let's do surfing. Mm. Um, it just isn't something that ever crossed my mind, yeah. right? Mm. But the opportunity came through Girl Dreamer, mm. who are an incredible organization who care about um, women of color mm. getting into sports and getting empowered through sports, mm. especially in things they wouldn't otherwise do. And it was just so like incredible the way that when I saw they were running the surfing course I was like yep gonna do it want to do it definitely want to do it and it was that idea of like how underrated it you, you know it's very hard to explain um why you wouldn't feel included in something yeah but when you do do feel instantly that actually I think I'd feel included and safe and I know I've spoken about safe places before but it was just so fascinating to me that if I had seen a bog standard surfing course that wouldn't have even entered my subconscious. Yeah, yeah. But I see a surfing course that centers women of color, that cares about women of color, that understands women of color. And I'm like, I would love to. Mm. And it just started making me think of like how many other experiences that I'm not taking up or I'm not putting myself forward for just because I'm, you know, having to think twice about will it feel safe? Will it feel awkward? Will it like center our experiences or even understand our experiences so underrated hey girl dreamer go check them out they are doing incredible work and that's it actually that um paves the way for my first underrated actually um because convenient yeah it's convenient um these lot guys every single <laughs> episode yeah <laughs> just to let you i'm my authentic individual this is the these first time always colluding this is the first time we have not colluded we haven't um, uh so this it it, it it carries on nicely my first underrated is um uh to-do list database uh it's underrated for me because I am not someone who keeps tabs on things to do. I don't mind it. Um, I don't mind following an itinerary, but I am never like, I show up to a place and I'm happy just to go along with anything, um, which I know like is making some people burn right now because mm. <laughs> there's a special place in hell for people like me. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like completely ad hoc. But my friend- No, it's um, like for Lena Hell. Inshallah. Um, yeah, I feel like it's gonna be one of those like summer 2016, things for me this year where I look back and I think that was a really that good year nice yeah it, everyone summer t- 2016 was like a really good summer for loads of people um I feel like 2019 is that for me as well I did a lot this summer and it's because my friend had a database of things to do all the time oh. in London um and they're like really weird they're not really weird they're like really some of them are like uh, yeah some of them are quite obscure some of them are just like emotive like um, I think several nights Places this summer. Yeah, like several nights this summer, we've gone and chilled up at Ali Pali and just like sat and looked at the view and played some music and had like a little picnic or whatever, which is like, it doesn't sound like the most amazing thing ever, especially with the right people. With the right really people nice. and like, you know, having like some transport makes it easier as well because I live in West. So it's not the like easiest of treks, but that's been really nice. And then, we you know, feeling some kind of way on a Sunday morning and knowing that you can just tap into the database and have a look at things mm. to do in London. Mm. So yeah, this is a slight plug as well, but if you haven't checked out The Weekender, um, uh, that Nafisa has painstakingly curated every fortnight for the past Watch three out weeks. for it this Friday where um, she'll be curating <laughs> places to go. But I, feel free to tag us um, uh, for events and exhibitions and things mm. that you think should be included in the weekender perhaps you're running an event yeah. um just to let you know the weekend is run by halal gems and it is basically things to do on the weekend that aren't food related um we are halal gems just to let those know <laughs> <laughs> who aren't up to scratch on the story we acquired them in january Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. um yeah because you know i, I think like big um, up to zora and Rahman. Yes, big up for the rest of my life. Hmm. Um, part of like starting the weekender was, I think, especially as Muslims and people of color mm. who do have, some of us do have specific like values or some of us, you know, just don't feel comfortable in certain spaces. Um, like even if you look on like Time Out, Londonist, Evening Standard, all those lists that are like 50 things to do on bank holiday. It's usually the same kind of thing, which is like a beer festival. Yeah, it's like a Always. beer festival or something non-halal or something that you just know is just not up your street. Yeah. And part of the weekender is like, it, like 
this is gonna sound really deep but i i want people to be like actually i can have a good time do you know what i mean that yeah. that doesn't just have to be me going to eat at a restaurant right and i a part of it is like people f- doing fulfilling things with their time because yeah. i think it's so easy as muslims to just be like oh life's so boring because i'm muslim mm. because i can't do all these fun things that all these people are doing no, like, there are a no. lot of people in those sort of mindsets and actually you can have really fulfilling times you and saying in, those people are boring no <laughs> and, and you know inshallah in time as well halal gems and amali will also be a part of curating and producing those events and inshallah. exhibitions and things inshallah. make the world for I mean, us I mean, inshallah i mean, I mean. But yeah, that light was, up your lives that was my little <laughs> plug for the weekend thanks sarah no worries my second underrated is Okay, so uh, right at the beginning of the podcast, we touched on that relationships podcast we've just put out, that amazing relationships podcast. So um, I just wanted to touch on that and the sex podcast because we've got an announcement to make as well. Um, Yeah, off the back of that uh, little discussion we were having earlier about the relationships podcast, I do also just want to say thank you so much um, to everyone who participated, everybody who listened. I think we've just hit... um, 5k plus views across all of our streaming platforms yeah Yeah. and um we also found out yesterday that the uh (laughs) esteemed (laughs) mr warren buffett and mr bill gates also had a little listen um (laughs) the talk about three degrees of separation simon on the podcast who um spoke about her experience uh navigating muslim dating um, in her 40s uh, is also a mentee to Mr. Warren Buffett and Bill Gates um, and yeah she passed it on to them and they had a little listen and gave their feedback which was really amazing to hear last night um, I wanted to say that overall the discussion is something that's massively underrated and so is the sex discussion as well mm. um, I noticed that one of our highest ranking small talk episodes have has been um, our little discussion with Angelica Lindsay Alley, our resident sex expert. Um, And uh, yeah, I feel like these two topics, which also happen to be the most taboo in the Muslim community to talk about, to hash out. And so complex as well. So complex and nuanced. So layered, so complex, so different for everyone. Yeah, they they, um, have received the most amount of attention and engagement, um, which is so important to us because it just gives us more of an insight into um, our community and beyond and um, what we can um, try to facilitate and provide in terms mm. of discussion and opening doors and stuff, which mm. has been really amazing. Um, I also take this opportunity to announce that we are launching um, a brand new podcast series um, at the Amali podcast. Um, Angelica Lindsay Ali is coming back to the podcast with her own show. Um, yeah to answer all of your sex questions she's so dreamy yeah she is sex relationships intimacy yeah everything female pleasure and uh, intimacy and sex within the context of islam so if you have any burning questions uh, drop us a dm at amalia underscore com on instagram at amalia underscore tweets on twitter um you can drop me an email at sarah at amalia.com and of course contribute at amalia.com um, if you've got any send it everyone anywhere and yeah. you will um, it goes without saying that you will be anonymous when we yeah. read everything oh, out cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, can I read some of the stuff that people said about the relationships podcast honestly it was so in- incredible alhamdulillah to you know someone was listening to it and she said I feel seen mm. and that's like that's such a huge reason why we do the work that we do because mm. while there is no lack of conversation around sex and relationships generally again like it really does often lack a faith-based perspective intersectional perspective um and a perspective that actually feels like you are seen in that conversation mm-hmm. so honestly thank you so much for all the comments yeah. Nora and coffee said listening to this on my commute to work this morning so much to say on this and i'm only 10 minutes in um anisa said not our anisa different anisa said sarah not knowing what the emo- sarah not knowing what the aubergine emoji is lol i thought that's very cute <laughs> hashtag amalia podcast um someone said um at amalia t- tweets really enjoyed the latest podcast and resonated with sarah's points at the end about oscillating between hopelessness and acceptance and con- contentment one thing that could be discussed further is how s- 
this struggle affects your iman and relationship with Allah mm. and what we can do to find emotional and spiritual balance. Wish I had the answers myself to share, but I'm still working this out for myself. Shazakallah khair. Um, at Nalima Unschool Begum on Twitter said, I don't usually talk much about the M word on social media, but if mm. you listen to one thing this week, month or year, please make sure it's this. Yeah. Um, Amalia hitting us with fire and facts as always. It's no wonder why they're my favorite podcast. Aww, mashallah. That's so nice. um, I'm just going to okay. one more. One more. One more. Just one more. Wait. Uh, um... Someone says, this is why a platform like yours and podcast is crucial as it enables an open, um, relevant conversation to our times. I think she said it enables an open slash thick, relevant conversation to our times. I think we also forget that though we may sin or lose some boundaries get inappropriate at times in the journey of finding the one we ultimately are in jihad of abstaining and that alone living in a society where only your relationship of allah can manage that consciousness is worth celebrating um but can we just do a big up thank you for listening thank you for all the comments um, thank you to the guests very, it oh was a, a labor of love it took a very long time yeah and thank you to all the guests Jazakallah khair. Jazakallah. may Allah grant everybody ease in their affairs and I mean right Shilu right <laughs> right can I have your first underrated please my first underrated there's estimated um, 320 homeless people in Britain and when we say homeless, this includes rough sleepers and people in temporary accommodation. Mm-hmm. So it might be people who are sofa surfing, moving from shelter to shelter, and so forth. And my underrated, I'm going to explain it a little first. I think sometimes we may see a homeless person on the road, and you might see them, uh, you might smell alcohol on them. You might um, be aware that perhaps they are under the influence of some ty- of something. And I just want to, I guess, raise that sometimes drug abuse and alcohol abuse is a symptom of homelessness and not a cause. Mm. Um, and mm. I think we underrate what the many causes of homelessness are. Mm. The reason why I wanted to raise it is because, I mean, the weather's still lovely, but it's it's due to get a little bit more colder. Mm. And as it gets colder, you're going to start seeing more homeless people out and about. You're going to see more homeless people moving towards central London and, you know, wherever you based are, wherever you were based towards the cities because the cities are warmer. Mm. They're also more built up, so there's also more uh, entrance ways where they can sleep in, uh, sleep at, sorry. Um, and generally, a lot of the um, shelters, etc., are based in central cities. Mm. Um, so I think what I'm trying to say is don't always judge people, especially people who are homeless, mm. and assume that they're on the roads because of alcohol or drug abuse. Oh, there's so many drink alcohol just to stay warm. Exactly. Like, that's, exactly. Yeah. And... Um, I just wanted to raise this because as the temperatures do start dropping, you know, I d- don't withdraw your help because you may think that they're going to use it for X, Y, Z. Maybe there's um, different ways that you can help that is comfortable with you and sits with you. Personally, I don't mind giving money occasionally. Um, I'm sure there's someone screaming at the podcast now. Yeah, and I just wanted to say, like, I remember we, we used to help at a soup kitchen a few um, years ago. And I think I had some sort of picture of who would be walking in. Mm. I assumed it would just be like, basically, we don't realize that there are a, a, there are different types of homelessness. You've got chronic, mm. episodic, hidden, and transitional. Um, so like, for example, hidden is people like, they're just like off the system. You don't know they're homeless, but they haven't got a fixed address. They might even be holding down jobs or whatever yeah. it is, but they're just like moving from family to friends. Yeah. Um, and whatsoever. So when I would see people like we would do the soup kitchen every Friday, come into the soup kitchen, in my head I'm like that person doesn't look homeless, mm-hmm. right? But you know I had a, I remember an elderly gentleman, really well dressed, would always come like, you know, iron trousers, iron shirt, and I'm like I don't understand, mm-hmm. I don't understand. He doesn't look homeless, mm-hmm. but it then transpired that he used to work in the city, lost his job start had a lot of debt based on the lifestyle that he had he used to live Mm. and now he's um 
living under very difficult circumstances and he doesn't always have money for a meal every single day. So for him, you know, he was without. So he would come to the soup kitchen to get that warm meal and pick up some other bits and bobs. Mm. I think today it was more a reminder for myself because everything that we speak on about the podcast, please, please, please know that we're not preaching. It's always a reminder to ourselves first. Um, And me and my my kids, we were watching, like I took my daughter to a soup kitchen, not a soup kitchen, a food bank the other day. And she asked me the same question because she could see people queuing up uh, and they had trolleys and, you know, there were families, there were yeah. well-dressed men, people yeah. that she's like, but mama, they don't look like they're homeless. Yeah. And I said, and I explained to her, like, I was literally explaining like absolute poverty and the different types of poverty yeah. to her. Because um, she has a perception of yeah. when we walk, we're walk, walking in Central Lynn, there's the man sitting on the road or the woman sitting on the road. Yeah. That's what she views as homeless. Yeah. She doesn't understand that there are people who are in difficult situations. Mm. And I had to break it down to us. And I think a lot of us think that as well. I mm. did before I started working in the charity sector. Mm. And the point that you made, Sarah, about a lot of people drinking because of the cold weather. And there was a gentleman who said, you know, I had never drank before I became homeless. Mm. And he was like, it was when someone offered it to him. And he was like, no, I don't drink. And he said, but you'll get a good night's sleep. You won't, even the sirens won't wake you up. Mm. Um, and that's when his journey to oh, drinking no. began. Um, oh, so, yeah, just be a little bit mindful when you see, you know, if you see regular homeless people, like, um, or like if you know you're going to pass that person, you know, during the winter carry extra pair of gloves mm. a scarf just little things if you don't if you don't want to be given money etc mm. um there's other ways to support um and all as well you know make sure you're filling the food banks as well what is your second underrated my friend <sighs> let me finish talking before you lot try to jump in yeah mm-hmm. with your opinions mm-hmm. and that so the other day i was weeding the garden what why did you press your lips together? Time? No. I was reading someone else's garden. Um, they just needed it to be cleared for a little event thing. So I was just like, yeah, I was just weeding it. And it's quite a vast area of land. And mm. I was like, right, I've got proper focus. I, like when I looked at it, I was like, I can't do this. This is my garden. And I did do uh, event. <laughs> um, yeah. And I was uh, helping somebody in their garden. And they were like, oh, can you weed this whole area? And I looked at them and I was like, right, that's a lot. Yeah, but I did it. Alhamdulillah, <laughs> I managed to do it. Might have pulled out some flowers while I was at it. Mm. But it's okay. I planted them back. And yeah, I was weeding. And then, um, like, again, this is romantic to myself because I'm not a perfect human being and I have many, many flaws. And it dawned on me that I had taken the time out to leave my house mm to come and give my time and energy to weed somebody else's garden. And the metaphor is sometimes there are weeds in your own garden that you don't even bother to root out. Mm. And it just made me think of my mum's garden. Mm. And I was like, it's so easy for us as human beings often to be kind, be generous, be giving to people outside our home. Sometimes the biggest struggle is actually to give um, be kind and have that patience with your family. Um, and I raised it to my mum as well. Like, it's, don't I? You know, I I don't totally neglect the garden. Like, I'm a vegetable <laughs> grower. I plant flowers. I planted lots of different things in the the garden. And it's my language of love. That's mm-hmm. how I choose to look after the garden. But actually, maybe my mum wants me to weed. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it just made me start thinking about the fact of you know, if someone's taking like too long to get out the car and they're a friend you're not going to be like can you just hurry up yeah. you'll be like oh no take your time sweetheart but when it's your friend when it's your sister or your mother or whatever it is <laughs> yeah oh my god how long are you beeping the horn you know or rushing them and i'm like we actually should be that person with our family members yeah. um there's no point in being nice nice to everybody else like i've seen it with people where they're all being so kind to me. Mm. And then the woman's like being really horrible to like her family. And I'm just like, what the hell? <laughs> the woman, you know. You know, um, like cussing her, her family, whatever it is, or telling them to be quiet and shouting at them. <laughs> so basically, check yourself, check your home. It's easy to be act- activists outside your house and give to everybody in the world. But mm. do not be neglecting your family while you're at it. I'm not saying don't weed other people's garden, but 
check yourself and see if you're doing that at home as well. Mm-hmm. I think also so my underrated is your mum and your dad. <laughs> <laughs> I think well, I feel like periodically we give reminders to everyone. Go talk to your parents. Go be nice to your parents. Don't give them a hard time. Um, I also think there's an aspect of that where like it's not glamorous to do the weeding in your own garden. Mm-hmm. It's glamorous to go on the journey to someone else and to get the praise from them. And yeah. so, you know, sometimes a yeah, lot I of this. Got a thank you. Yeah, but that's the thing. Is sometimes a lot of the stuff that we do in our personal lives, like sometimes it is also like reaffirming your own intentions that okay no one's seeing my work no one's going to acknowledge my work but Allah does you know and yeah and there's some stuff that actually no one will ever know Mm. and maybe that's why you do then go to gardens here and there because everyone everyone needs something from somewhere do you know what I mean Mm. um but having that check-in with yourself of like why am I going to a garden there and what about my garden? a bit of self-vetting yeah, so next time you tr- lose it with a family member, just treat them like a friend. Yeah. If anyone would like to come and read my garden. I weeded <laughs> it the other day. Yeah. Isa, you didn't find a fishy for me. You didn't find it. You didn't find a fishy for me. Oh no. You recorded it. Just saying Selena's in the beach with the children. Okay. okay. Hi, this is Anissa and I'm with Selena, Nafisa, Sarah. Aisha and Issa. Hi everybody. Slam everyone. Recording from the Eden Project in Cornwall. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Two Cents on the Malia podcast. We'd love to get your feedback on what you really loved or took away from the episode. If you want to get in touch or read out next episode's credits, hit us up at contribute at amalia.com. You can also find us on Instagram at amalia underscore com or on Twitter at amalia underscore tweets. This episode was hosted and produced by Sarah Ammon and the sound designed by Mario Saad. Like, share, subscribe and we'll see you on the next one inshallah okay, say I bye guys say bye. one two three go together one two three bye bye goodbye gala gala <laughs> one two three both of you go bye. goodbye bye. goodbye okay, planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.